Right, I'm about ready for us to get live and in charge. I'm bursting all over your followers right now. Counting down. Welcome to Game Life Balance US, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. We're a lifestyle podcast hosted by adult gamers trying to juggle our hobbies with the increasing demands of the real world. Check out our website for links to connect with us on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and more at gamelifebalance.us. And if you like what you hear, then please leave us a review. I'm Kier from In Defense Of, a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready, because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Here we go! Oh, yeah, so I guess this is uh, Game Life Balance US, guys. Thanks for tuning in, Internet Land. It sounds Hello, like you were like trying to do an NPR people. mic type thing there for a second, but then it kind of it kind of fell through, and then it just then it just kind of be, was your low energy, low energy today. I don't know if you've got the I don't know if you've but got I the did. stamina to continue with this podcast. <laughs> is this some political reference? Because I I I don't I don't follow. No, it's references. an NPR reference because NPR is doing their 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 uh, membership drive uh, right now. So it's mm, it mm, all those about, are good. It makes me feel really guilty because I listen to NPR like all day, every day, and so mm-hmm. when they do their membership drive, this is kind of the first one that I'm that I'm uh, participating in in terms of listening since I started listening to NPR, and it's basically every ten minutes they're like, and we really couldn't do this without donations from from all of you, and we know that you love the news that we give you and all of the wonderful things that we give you. And you consume this free of charge. So maybe you should give back. And I you know, I feel like I should probably give back, but then I don't give back. Yeah, I used to work at a classical music radio station and we would have a pledge drive every couple months and the listeners hated it because it would totally take over the station for two weeks. I, however, loved it because they would bring in catering and I could eat for free. And they would always have 20 or 30 volunteers manning phone lines or womaning the phone lines or staffing the phone lines. So you're Is basically that- telling me you're a cheap jerk because there was a there was a donation drive where they brought in free food, which nobody should be eating because they're obviously hurting for money. So they're doing a donation drive and you just destroyed all of the free food. You're a terrible person. They didn't pay real well because it was nonprofit. So free food was a... Th- was kind of cool uh-huh. to have sometimes. Terrible person. That's what I'm, I'm going to go with. I, I will still say that my energy level is working better than your, whatever that is growing in your face right now. God. Yeah, it looks just great. It doesn't look great. What? It, it may, it may yeah, never, yeah, was, it may never uh, look great. No, that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. It, it actually doesn't look that bad because I have the quality on you uh, much lower it's, than usual it's, on the camera. It's moved past the wor- I think the worst of it is done. But the thing is, is I just don't know if it's going to get good. You know what I mean? Like, I think I, I think I really, I think I bottomed it out. But uh, that, that doesn't mean that it is going to turn into something wonderful. It just means that I think the worst is over. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, enough of Beardgate 2016, because now Cody's really high energy, and it's time to start Game Life Balance US, the US edition of the podcast. Of the podcast time with Jonathan Martin from Minneapolis to the Minnesota, the Minnesota Wild, Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Time, Minnesota in the tip of time, and Cody Goff hailing from Chicago, Illinois, the Windy City, the Blowhearts, the Tornado Alley. The Is that... Illinois Tornado Alley? It doesn't matter. Who knows? And now we're going to make a bunch of references to perspiration in the air as rain comes down this evening in Chicago, Illinois. Perspiration coming from the skies. Precipitation is God's perspiration. Yeah, I was just about to ask you. I don't think anybody calls rain perspiration in the sky. No, nobody calls it that. The religious do. No, they don't. Mm -hmm. Religion people. All right. Pe- so you've people got, of religion. So you've got you've got God perspiring in the sky. So you probably have a lot of in, indoor time then. It's actually supposed to rain. I'm not. I'm not actually sure uh, what uh, it looks like outside because it's dark and I can't see darkness. So hey, listen, listener, we're gonna do. We're listen. T- listen. Listen. Hey, listen. Hello. Listen. Hey. How are you, John? I'm really glad that I let you in for the podcast today and kind of start start the whole thing off. Well, we, I would have introed it better if you'd been on time for the podcast instead of making me wait for you for 10 minutes. I, literally every week we have ever done a podcast for four years, every, when you're ready, you ping me and you go on Hangouts and you say, hey, I'm ready. You're actually, and then so, I, so here's, here's the reason why you didn't get that message. You didn't get that message because, I don't know, maybe two months ago I said, hey, don't just call me at eight o'clock. Because I might be putting my son to bed, and he might be falling asleep, and it might wake him up when my phone goes doo 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 doo. It might wake him up, so please just don't randomly call me. I told you that like two months ago. So the next week rolled around, and what happens when I'm putting my son to bed at eight o'clock? My phone starts ringing because you didn't listen to a damn word that I said. So that so I came back that episode, and I'm like, dude, I said don't call my phone just just randomly like i will text I will, I will text you or i will message you on hangouts when i want you to like connect with me and you said okay sorry dude I'll, i got it i got it so week rolls around and the following week rolls around and i'm putting max to bed and what happens my phone rings randomly at eight o'clock that did not happen. swear to god it did so then i said well you know what it doesn't matter what i tell cody to do because he's not gonna do it so i'm just gonna let him just do his thing so that's why I was sitting here and have been sitting here the past couple of weeks just waiting for you to call because regardless of what I request that you do for me, you don't do it. You just do your own thing. So that's why I didn't message you first. I don't believe you. <laughs> that is all fact. <laughs> I do not believe you one bit. Anyway, if I had been on time, maybe this, maybe this episode wouldn't already be off the rails. Yeah, it's, it's possible. With any event, we're going to try something a little new this week and... Because I'm realizing that, that we're called Game Life Balance, but we don't always actually talk about the game life balancing that is happening. So to kind of frame our episodes and give it some sort of stability and consistency and context, we are going to start each episode with the segment Balancing Act. And John and I will just talk at a very high level about what we've been playing lately, if we've been playing anything lately, and why life has gotten in the way in recent memory preventing us from playing games or why we've found time to be able to play games etc 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 thusly hopefully informing 
anyone who listens to this podcast a little bit about balancing things. So that's what we're going to attempt to do on, on this segment, Balancing Act. Which I think I already introed, but that's fine. And uh, so, yeah. Any questions? I have one. Yes. Why am I Go. here? Yes. Jonathan, are you here? Yeah. Why am I here? Why? Yeah. Why am I here? Why? So you can't. You, in yeah, you can't. No, you can't answer it. So that's. I mean. But wh- what do you mean? Well, here. Like, well, why are why are any of us here? I think is is my real question. Right. I want to know how broad this question is. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, that, that's exactly what I meant. I could ask God what he's done perspiring. Okay. Okay. Well, he's probably working out up there. So what have you done? What have you been playing? Me? Have you been able have you been able to play stuff? Yeah, no. And here's why. <laughs> because my girlfriend hates Final Fantasy fourteen. Because I it's all I played apparently for the last three months. And now if I get home, I'm like afraid to bring it up. Because so, my life is so hard, my girlfriend won't let me play a video. So game. I can attest to that because I think the past couple of times we've recorded but not to mention just when we recorded, but other times on uh, online when we're talking to each other, you do bring up Final Fantasy fourteen, or I, su- I should say, you were bringing up Final Fantasy fourteen pretty much every time when you were talking about video games. So I, that definitely was a game that you were pretty much playing exclusively. So you're not was, now. Yeah, no, and I well, I, okay. So I was gonna try to beat the game. The, the the I was gonna try to complete the main story of the game before my membership ended because it's a monthly subscription. And last week, work was hell, so it just didn't happen. And so I realized, you know what? I would, I would literally have to get home at 8 or 9 or whenever I was getting home from work, binge it till midnight, and then maybe finish. And I realized that this wasn't going to happen. So I just let it roll. I haven't played it in a week and a half, but over the next few weeks, I will probably sneak in a few hours here and there to beat it. And I don't know if I'll resubscribe. The thing is, in two weeks, Civilization Six is coming out. I know that's going to suck up my entire weekend when it comes out. And a lot more time than that, most likely. Yeah, probably part of the following week and maybe the next weekend. The thing about Civilization, generally, is that it sucks you in and you get really, really intensely into it for 30 to 50 hours. But once I play one game, maybe two, I'm pretty good. For for like a a while. while. For a what? For a couple months, probably. Okay. And I mean, that's a significant the, the thing, amount of enjoyment, though, out of that one one piece of time. I mean, that's a lot of time. It is, yeah. It's super great and it's super worth it. And it's it's you know, it's one of those games where every few months you can have that itch, go and play a ten or twenty hour game, thirty hour game, or just go online and play with, with a friend, like our friend Will, for a few right. hours, and then I'm kind of good. So, are you going to get Civ Six eventually? I will get Civ Six. Um, I don't know if I'll be getting it like immediately when it comes out, but I will eventually get it for sure. I pre-ordered it the day they announced. I believe it. that. I believe. I know you're a huge Civ fan, and I am too. And I am too. But there's just, I've got like all these other games to play, and I too do not have time to play games. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it'd be silly for me to pay sixty dollars for a game that I'm not going to probably play for a while. No, that's fair. Okay. Well, that's that's my current dilemma, and I will let you know how the Final Fantasy XIV situation works itself out. But I will say that in the meantime, for a while on my train commute, I was trying to read Dune, which... Have you read that? I have not. Heard all about it, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. I still haven't finished it, and I was going between that and, and listening to podcasts, which I'm still doing, um, but 
Hearthstone released a patch, and it has made the game significantly more tolerable. Really, by a lot. Did we talk about the patch? I feel like we. I, I don't think we. I feel like we may have mentioned it, but I don't think we like what, did any type of analysis or anything of it. So yeah, no, we. And I don't think we. Yeah. I don't think we need to. But basically, Hearthstone is like your your favorite mobile game, and they released a patch that did a bunch of balancing of cards. Right, that was basically all it did. Yep. And yep. and it balanced was, them well. I, I, yeah, I was actually going to do a live stream on on Blizzard. You can now stream directly to Facebook. <laughs> Awesome. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know why. Awesome. On battle.net. So I was going to do a stream and just call it Hunter Stone because every opponent I had was Hunter because okay. it was really broken. And I'm climbing up the ladder. I'm actually higher on the ladder this week than I have been in the last probably six or seven weeks. And I'm ex- experiencing much far fewer Hunters. The few Shamans that I've fought, I've, I, I have a better win-loss rate against Shamans now. And I'm starting to see more... Butts. See more butts. More butts. See I'm more trying to, butts. I'm starting to yeah. See more butts. I'm also, but I'm seeing new deck types. And before, I mean, before this patch, everyone was running one of two, maybe three decks, just straight up. It was Hunter Rush, Shaman Rush, or maybe one or two other okay. ones. Couple outliers, but it was like eighty percent of Hearthstone players were playing these two decks. So it's it's nice. It added some variety. It's more balanced now. It's more competitive now. You have to think more now. It's just a better game. The only problem is with this Hearthstone patch is in some point in one of their newest updates, now when you're on mobile, if I'm playing Hearthstone and I'm listening to a podcast, when I pull up Hearthstone, it lowers the volume of the podcast by 30%. That's weird. It's weird and really annoying. So even if I have podcasts jacked up to full volume... The second I open Hearthstone with no sound on, it's you can't hear it as well. That's so that seems if a, if a, super weird. It's super weird and stupid. I've looked at the Battle.net forums. A bunch of people have complained about it. A bunch of people on Reddit are complaining about it. It's a bug that they need to fix. But I, like Game Life Balance Australia isn't mixed at a super high volume level. So the last time, so they had a new episode release yesterday, and I can't on playing Hearthstone because I can't hear what they're saying. Because my like my headphones it's just not amplified enough. These so, are some significant first world problems right now. Yeah, really significant, really annoying. Really hope Blizzard deals with that. But overall, I'm pretty happy with the update. So I would say that despite my console gaming taking a hit, uh, and I went to Rockford this weekend to uh, a wedding and, and some stuff, so I've been traveling a little. But despite my console gaming taking a bit of a hit. I will say Hearthstone's kind of made up for it, so I'd say my my game life balance is pretty good this week. That's too bad that you had to go back to Rockford. We went to Edward's Apple Orchard, and I just drank some Edward's Apple Orchard cider, and that was delicious. Okay. So I regret nothing. Okay. Yeah, no, that's... Except you still have to go to Rockford, which is... That's true. Have you had any time to play video games lately? You know, I, I've talked I've talked before about kind of my my general daily ritual of of waking up real early. Um, when I wake up at like four thirty or five, I try four thirty. Lately, it's been five because I have a hard time waking up at four thirty. And I get up and I play about an hour to an hour and a half worth of video games, and then I exercise and then I go to work. And before, and when I say before, I mean a couple months ago, I would be able to kind of come home. I would do all of the nightly routine, get Max into bed. You know, Max was to bed at, at uh, I'm out of his room at eight. 
And then I'd have like from 8 to, I don't know, 9.30 or 10, where either Casey and I would hang out, we would watch something, or I would maybe play video games for a while. I was thinking about this yesterday because we were talking about kind of doing this new segment. Uh, and I don't think I've played video games at night in like two to three weeks. Like in, in terms of console gaming, maybe I'll like play a game on my phone in bed for five minutes or something like that before I fall asleep. But you know, I've been getting into bed at like 8.30 or 9 o'clock and I just don't have time to play console games at night. So what, it, what ends up happening now is that if I can't drag myself out of bed at like 4.30 or 5 in the morning, I basically don't get to play console games. And my gaming has has solely been mobile focused. So, um, you know, I am I'm playing through Doom, uh, the new oh, Doom. the new one. It is legit. So it's legitimately, and I'm certainly not ready to talk about it um, in like a full gamer type uh, type context. But it may be the best first person shooter I've ever played, and that's not an exaggeration. It is incredible. It is an incredibly fun first person shooter. And it's super irreverent, and it's super campy, and it's just really fun. So um, I've been like playing through that relatively slowly, obviously, because I, I, I'm not finding myself with a ton of time to play games. Um, but other than that, I right now I'm playing two mobile games. And one is one that I've been playing for a long time. I mean, and, and I was talking to it before the podcast started. Um, it's Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, and it's basically Star Wars Pokemon. And I've talked about it on this podcast before, but um, I've, I just realized I've been playing the game for over a year, kind of on a daily basis. And it's the type of game where it's energy related, so you have a certain amount of energy and it costs energy to do stuff and it regenerates slowly. Um, and then there's daily stuff you do and the daily stuff gives you uh, income and currency to spend on other stuff. Um, and I've been playing that for like over a year now. And... They just released another update. So they've been updating it the entire time that I've been playing it for this past year. And they just released um, a an update that increases the level cap again. So all of your heroes can be a higher level. They're going to be introducing a new raid because there's guilds in the game. And they do raids where everybody's damage accumulates on this one thing. Um, it's, it's a really like weird concept for a free-to-play game, I feel like. But I I'm still really enjoying that. So, you know, I play that for about 45 minutes a day here and there because it's really great as a game to be able to pick up for five minutes and set down. And then the other game I've been playing is a game that, honestly, you should really check out. It's a game called Mobius Final Fantasy, another one you may have heard of. No. Maybe not. So it's a fine, it's a free-to-play Final Fantasy game, and it's card-based, and it's it's a... You are a character that basically just gets dropped in this world. There's nodes that have fighting involved at each of them like a series of battles it's just you one-on-one versus a group of monsters or a monster controls are really intuitive it's got this kind of um the the battle system's hard to hard to describe but basically you are randomly generating elements as you attack and you use these elements to fuel abilities uh and the abilities the way the reason where the cards come in are that the cards that you equip on your character determine what abilities you can use so there's a set of four cards you can equip of, div- of varying elements. And then as you attack, you accumulate these elements that you then spend to use abilities. And you, you like, it, just like in many games, there's like um, a, a, a br- uh, 
It's like a bar that can break. I think it was first introduced in Final Fantasy Thirteen. It's like a stagger meter. There's basically like a stagger meter for every enemy. Nice. Um, that when you when you kill that when you knock that down, you do far more damage, and they're stunned for a little bit. And um, it's all completely turn based, so there's no real time element of it at all, which which uh, lends itself to some really interesting strategy. Like there's some stuff you might have to think about in it. It's it's actually really cool. Uh, I I really am enjoying that too. So I've been playing that like just randomly. And so I've What's got these called? two mobile games, Mobius Final Fan- Mobius Final Fantasy. And it's got this kind of it's got this kind of um it's got a story that's far better than it has any right to be for a for a mobile game that is free to play. Uh ba- basically like you are a a blank in this world is like the type of the 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 type of character you are. Um and everybody in this world is a blank. Um and you know, like it's it's got mired in all of the traditional Final Fantasy trappings. So there's Moogles and Cactuars and et cetera, et cetera. But there's a prophecy in this world that a, uh, a blank with your name will destroy the largest evil demon that is plaguing the Earth, named Chaos. Right? Super generic. So the 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 thing though is that like every blank that you encounter has your name. So they are all they all have the same name. And so, like, the the question that you are exploring in the game is, like, are you the bearer of the, this prophecy? Like, are, are you? the one that this... Don't know yet. I'm still playing it. Well, but I'm not, so you probably have to be, right? It could be any one of those other blanks with my name, though. But I don't, I don't bear a prophecy, because you asked, are you the bearer of the... And, and your I'm... main character in this game is a total jerk, and it's Mine? hilarious. Mine? And it's hilarious. Yours specifically is a total jerk, and it's hilarious. Sweet. I'm pretty... I'm both a jerk and hilarious IRL in real life, if you will. It's just weird that mobile games have kind of taken over for me as my kind of primary gaming outlet at the moment, because they still are not... I still don't think I enjoy them as much as I enjoy console gaming, but... I just can't. I don't have the time right now to get it to get it in. And I think winter will roll around. Um, there will be less time outside because right now there is time outside, and in Minnesota you do not go outside in the winter time. So that will happen. And I feel like that is we will get some. I will have some more gaming time in the winter time to maybe yeah. explore some more console stuff. Yeah, man, I love playing games in the morning, early Saturday or Sunday morning before anybody else is awake. It's your kind of quiet me time so like christmas like christmas morning it's like that only in your footy pajamas only i hate waking up early with a passion okay so that seems like it's probably difficult then yeah very difficult have you always been a morning person i think mostly since when i became a dad because you kind of don't have a choice oh all right that makes sense i mean you do you can just keep your kid in their in their room till like 11 o'clock but that's probably not a good probably a smart decision well, it, it, uh, on smart, it's just not, you know, preferred. Sure. Just not the preferred parenting method, yes. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, and I would love to, get, well, I wouldn't love to, but I, it would be probably better for my schedule if I woke up at 5 a.m., worked out, and... You know, did all the things. It'd be probably beneficial if I did the schedule that you do, but I just, I can't, I can't, I don't know. I feel like if I went to bed at, let's say, nine, let's say I went to bed at nine tonight, I would still wake up at the same time tomorrow. As if I, I would still have to force myself to wake up at that regular time. Yeah, and it, it's still, it's still a struggle for me, and I've been keeping this schedule for 
a long time for like six months at least. I mean, it is still a struggle for me to wake up that early in the morning. It is. It's a. It's early. It's really freaking early. So, I, there are plenty of days where I sacrifice my video game time for sleep, and I, I don't regret that because like sleep's pretty awesome. Oh no, see, I, and I can't do that either. Listen, if it if it comes to if I have if I can do a dungeon in Final Fantasy fourteen and it takes an hour, or go to bed before midnight, I'm ta- well. Actually, I'd probably. Before midnight, I'd probably take the bed. But, yeah, man, I don't know. It's uh, it's tricky. Life is tricky. It's the concept of the podcast. It's the theme that we're going after. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how well would you say you're getting in your game time this week? I think if we count mobile, what you do, I mean, I think you count all of you count all of it. I think I'm at, I'm at like a 7, probably, if you count mobile. Um, all right. if, if you were just to count console gaming, though, I am not at a 7. It's more like a 3 or 4. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, for me, I mean, same. If I if I were to console, yeah, I would say I would say probably seven. And the, and the thing is, when I rate it, I I also take into account what have I been doing anything in my life that's interesting or fun or cool. So, you know, if I play the same amount of games for the next two weeks, like the last two weeks, I did a lot of stuff and I had a lot of fun. But if I don't have any events scheduled the next two weeks and I play the same amount of games and all I do is just come home and I just don't have any time, then then I would I would rate a lower number. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's all relative. Yeah, it's relative to what is going on in your life. It's kind of the kind of the concept of the show. Yeah. So um you I know you you talked about how your girlfriend is not super thrilled with Final Fantasy fourteen anymore because you've been playing it a lot. I had a similar experience with World of Warcraft when I when I played that, and I think that it is just a, I think it is a byproduct of the massively multiplayer online role playing game or MMORPG. I think it is just a, they are a hard type of game to play casually, and I think this being your first one, I think you're you're just now kind of understanding that. Yeah, there's just too much to do in them. There really is. But, but you picked up Final Fantasy fourteen this year. I did, but as you can see, I'm not playing it anymore. Yeah, but you, you did for a while. I did. I was did. it getting on your wife's nerves before you stopped? No, 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 not at all. Um, it was more just that, like... It, but it was more that I couldn't play it in the way that I wanted to play it. So I wanted to do all of the really... What I think is, like, the cool stuff in the game. Like, I wanted to do uh, the, the harder raids. And um, I wanted to uh, get to the end of the story. But it was taking, like an incredible amount of time to do all that. And as far as like the like the raiding stuff goes, I mean I I played World of Warcraft in a raiding guild. I raided with a guild. I know what it's like to coordinate timing for raids. And it's basically scheduling it's scheduling video game time at night uh on various nights of the week. And while that used to work for me, it just wouldn't work for me anymore. And I know that. So Knowing that, I said, I just like it's this is not a feasible activity for me anymore. I'm not going to get out of this game what I want to get out of this game. So rather than continue to play it, I'm just going to say, you know what? I'm ready to cut my losses. I had a lot of fun with it. And that's when I put it down. And I don't see myself picking it back up as certainly anytime soon. But then who will save Aorzia? You're you're taking care of that for me. Oh, that's oh, that's why we're on the same server, because you knew that in your absence, I would have to right. pick up the mantle of Thaumaturge, travel across the, the, the many lands, Ulda, Limsa, Lominsa, 
Gridania, both new and old. Mm-hmm. That Serpentis area, Coerthus Highlands. Kurthus. It's a good game. It's a good game, though. Coerthus, Coerthus, Coers Light Highlands. Yes, all the places. <clears throat> it is a great game. So good. I just want to finish the story at this point. Well, yeah, that was that was an impressive segue that you just made. It was impressive. <laughs> Thank you. It was seamless. You. you can't even tell that we're in the next segment now. Well, we've talked about we. All right. Well, that, that's a that's so a good you said little... so. Yeah. Well, you said that you did a bunch of fun stuff. And that was stuff, why yeah. that was why you didn't get to play games. I don't know if I'd call See, it fun stuff. I'd probably call it life stuff. So what work, was fun? Working the camera. Well, I wanted to follow up on last episode. I talked about how I was in a creative rut. How I found mm-hmm. myself in a rut. Yep. I thought you did. I just. I felt that I was like a wagon. We said, we said it was a wagon rut. It was a. It was some sort of rut that involves rut. the creativity and the rut was quite rottish. And so the day after we recorded, I got an email from my agent that I got a call back for a commercial I auditioned for. And that was really what cool. What was it a commercial for? What was it a commercial for? Uh, state can you lottery. tell us? The state lottery, I think. I don't know if I can tell you which state. It doesn't matter. I didn't, I didn't book the part. But, well, I kind of ruined the end of the story. But, so, the way auditions work are basically, I've got, I've got a couple different agents in the city that, that send me to this one commercial casting company, O'Connor. They do, like, all the commercial casting, basically, in, in Chicago. And you're, the, you're, you're a member of a union, right? Because of this? Like, this not, is all part of the... I'm not in the union. I'm represented talent. I don't know what that means. It doesn't matter what that means. It just means I'm represented by, by a couple agencies. And these agencies, so the, the commercial casting agency puts out a call to the talent agents that I have. And then my talent agent says, oh, you're looking for a guy that looks between 25 and 30, maybe a young dad, maybe an old teenager, whatever. Oh, Cody fits that. Here, we're going to send him on an audition. And then I go audition with a bunch of other people who look exactly like me. <laughs> for the most part, I mean, they'll, they'll show in TV shows, you know, David Cross or somebody will go to an audition and it'll be 35 guys wearing a flannel T-shirt or wearing the same flannel shirt and jeans. That's yeah. literally what auditions are like. It's you go in and everyone's dressed the same way. And in Chicago, there is an overabundance of tall white improvisers, tall, skinny white improvisers. So basically there's 300,000 of me just hanging out in the city so it sounds like a nightmare uh it's it's not that dramatic i mean sometimes there's some range but for no no i mean part, for everybody else the idea of three hundred thousand of you it sounds like a nightmare oh 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 yeah it's probably true so so usually i go and i've auditioned at this casting agency probably and they, they do they book they they book a lot of commercials they book commercials for national beer brands and state lotteries and uh, and other national brands probably I, a lot of national tv commercials you see they book and I, i've auditioned at least 100 times at this place maybe wow. 150 over the last five or six years that's a lot of times um yeah a lot of times and i have only ever been called back once so typically the way it works because it's kind of like playing the lottery in a way you first of all the most arbitrary thing can can cost you the part so i could look like some i could look like the the casting agent's ex-boyfriend and they could just say no i don't want that when i was in a commercial acting class the uh, it was taught by a casting director and he told the story of a 
commercial that they booked that had five or six ballet dancers. And okay. a girl came in and she she auditioned and she nailed it and she killed it and, and she was really good and graceful and beautiful and she didn't book it. And she asked why later and the agent said, well, because all the other girls that auditioned really well were all 5'7 and you're 5'9 and it would have looked weird on camera if one girl was two inches taller than the other girls. And that's literally how arbitrary it is. It was literally like, oh, because of a two-inch height difference, you know, that could do it. If I go in with a woman to audition for maybe a young couple thing, if she's if the best girl that auditions is 5'1", they're probably not going to book her with a guy that's 6'4", because they know it's just going to be a pain for the camera. So really, really stuff like that. So I never take it hard. I'm pretty resilient about it. If I don't get called back, it's it's like, okay, you know, it could be a zillion things. Sometimes I walk out and I know I messed up. Other times I walk out and I go, well, I think I nailed it, but whatever. So I've only ever been called back once, and I booked that gig. This was for uh, Kentucky Lottery about four years ago. Okay. You and your lotteries. Your lo- like this is your this is your bread and butter I know, apparently. This big big lottery thing. So anyway, but anyway, yeah. So the day after we recorded last week's episode about my creative rut and me feeling I have no direction and no outlet, I got called back and I didn't end up booking it, but it was a learning experience and I felt I felt pretty despondent immediately afterwards, but then I kind of bounced back. Because you didn't book it. Well, the thing is so I mean like I said, second I mean being called back even shows yep. the casting directors, oh, this person is marketable. This person is... Because they get paid when I get booked, you know? Right, so, okay. Oh, we should keep calling him back because he might book a part, which then gets us money, which is good for everybody. Everybody gets money and everybody wins. But it was... Um, right. The thing is, the the first lottery, when I was actually booked, the callback was... It was a two-person commercial. We auditioned, and then the callback was, I think, the two of us and maybe two other pairs... And that was it. So it was just kind of, okay, we, we got to narrow down to these two or three pairs. Okay. And we'll just kind of have another look-see, then we'll get it. And I thought that might be what they were doing this time. Because so, I was like, oh my gosh, this, you know, maybe I'm a finalist. This commercial features four parts. An older couple and a younger couple. When I went to the callback, there were probably 15 or 20 people on this list. And from what I could tell, the only part they were calling back was the young male. My part. So they had already picked okay. all the other parts. And it was just the one. And they couldn't pick a guy that could nail it just right. So it was basically like a re-audition. It wasn't like a, oh, we've got to narrow it down to maybe three or four people. It was a, we have no idea. Let's just see them all again kind of thing. So there were like 50 people uh, there? Not that many, but, but I mean, certainly fewer than the initial audition, but but enough to where it was a different experience. And I, I didn't feel great about it after. I, I didn't think I nailed it, so that was tricky. But um, but that happened. And so now I'm kind of re-exploring my actor side. I might, like, take an acting class or something. But I'm a little... I'm on the up and up after my rut. That's good. I wish you had booked it. I want to know what state it was that we all could have won the lottery in. <laughs> I wish you. I wish you would have booked it. I would, but that's that's okay. So, how frequently do you get these calls? Totally random. Could be three times in a month. My last audition before this was two or three months ago. Wow. And the, and like, is it for anything? Yeah. Like, are we talking auditions for like, like it could be a play? No. Not, like ninety percent of my auditions are for TV commercials, some local, some okay. national. 
And then I've auditioned a few times for TV spots, but I mean, TV roles, because there's a lot of TV shows shooting in Chicago now. I have auditioned for a couple just walk on one or two line roles, and they've gone mm-hmm. abysmally. They've gone very, very poorly. I, I just don't have much TV acting training, so I've got to work on that. Do you think you could be a voiceover in a negative campaign ad? Who is against whom is it negative? Any, it could be anyone. I mean, you're an actor, aren't you? Mm, true. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could be a negative voice in a campaign ad against you. What are you running for? Maybe I'll write, maybe I'll write something up Do for you. you. You just want me to record a negative campaign ad for? Yeah, it's important. It's important. Is it? Got to bring this guy down. Which one? His name's Cody Goff. You want me to record a negative campaign ad for against Cody Goff? What's he running for? President. Of what? Of Earth. Oh, Earth. President. When is that election taking place? Is that November eighth as well? Soon. Hmm. We can't let him have it though. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I registered to vote. Uh, no, in Minnesota, you can actually register the day of. Wait. We're a weird state Are you like actually that. not registered to vote? No, I'm registered to vote. I voted in the primaries. Of course I registered to vote. Which primaries? The Earth primaries. I got to learn more about this Earth election. This Cody Goff guy sounds like a pretty good candidate. He's actually kind of a prick. Is he? Yeah. Is he? Uh, yeah, no, I, of course I'm registered to vote. Like I said, I voted in the primary, so yes, I'm registered to vote. But yeah, in Minnesota, you could register day of. You could just walk on. And you can vote as many times as you want here. It's really weird. It's a weird system. Interesting. Well, I <clears throat> have a, a, another quick story that you'll be able to commiserate with me upon. This sounds like a good story. Thank you. I had lunch with Ryan Dombrowski. Our super fan. Our super fan of Dombrowski. Is it Doom? I'm not going to say what he's from, but he's Ryan. <laughs> he's a game developer. You can follow him at. He is a game you developer. You can follow him at r underscore Doombrowski, and we're going to play his commercial in the audio version of this episode right now. Doombrowski.com. I make games. I'd love to help you make your game. From music and sound effects to arts and programming, I can do everything from the ground up to get a game ready to play. Specializing in 2D games for Windows, Mac, Android, iOS, and HTML5. Email me for a quote at owner at doombrowski.com. So Ryan actually does a podcast. He's a podcaster. He he has hosted an episode of, was it Unqualified Gamers at the time? I think it was Unqualified Gamers at the yeah. time. And, I, and it, I feel like he was one of the first people that ever listened to us, maybe ever. He actually found us. Years and years he ago. He actually found us when, after we did our Risk of Rain episode, which was around episode 50. And because he was looking for risk of rain interviews and it, he found us talking about it and then he, he started listening. But then after that, he's, he's been great. He's, he's always emailed us and, and given us positive feedback and he's very cool. He now has a podcast called Doom Ninja. He brings the Doom and his co-host brings the Ninja. And it's a kind of a game development podcast because he's a game developer and they talk they talk very specifically about video games and about indie games and stuff like that. So if you've been a longtime listener of ours and a longtime fan and you miss our kind of more focus on video games specifically and you're looking for a video game fix in a podcast and you don't get enough with Game Life Balance Australia, I would check out Doom Ninja. And you can just Google it and stuff and it's on iTunes and all that. So how did this come about? Yeah. Like, how did, how did you randomly luck into lunch with him? <laughs> he and his girlfriend were visiting family near Chicago, and they, they said, well, we're driving right through. You want to grab lunch? And I said, sure. And it was great. It was totally natural and cool. And uh, he, his, his girlfriend was very, very lovely. And um, they were, in the way that like, they were a very cute couple, I could tell they were just a very, you know, 
Uh, it was great. They sure. were both very pleasant. And you know what? Afterwards, I kind of, I kind of realized a little bit, and I felt really bad about. Also, they bought me lunch, which was a, which was really, really. I don't awesome. know if I like where this story is going. Where's this story? It's going, going somewhere awesome. It was really, really nice okay. of them. They were, they were very kind. It was great of them to roll through Chicago traffic and deal with that to, to come see me. It was great. Um, afterwards, I kind of thought to myself, I, I wasn't take so like we've talked to him before. We've had him on the podcast. I've listened to his podcast, but on some weird level, I was semi taken aback with how normal and nice he was. And I think there was this weird part in the back of my head that thought to myself, oh, anybody that's into video games and listens to our podcast is probably a little weird. And that's like the, it's like the gamers. Ryan, I want you to know that I never assumed that you were I weird. I never assumed he Especially was. because we did, because we did an episode no, with you. No, but like in some unconscious annal of the back of my mind, like you know the gamer stereotype and it's it's permeated our culture so much that even okay. someone that we've literally met and I literally hear talk on a regular basis don't you ever get that gamer like do you ever when you met your friends off World of Warcraft at Gen Con even though you knew they were probably really normal dudes and cool the, was there some part of you that just in the back of your mind expected like you know what I'm saying? The, I say the very first time that I met Jay, who is the guy that we that we met uh, from our from our guild. Yes, I was a, I I I did. I was slightly nervous about actually meeting him when we met him. But for the amount of time, and I mean, keep in mind that you're playing, like when you're playing World of Warcraft and raiding with somebody the way that we did. I played that game with Jay probably 15 hours a week specifically with him plus extra other people as well so like we really were like actual friends that hung out we just hung out in a virtual space but so it was natural within the first 30 seconds of us sitting down and talking that makes sense but i feel i feel like it's different like i feel like it's different it's really cool to hear a, a listener get to actually interact with a fan of ours who we don't really get to interact with all that much Wait, to hear a listener get to interact with a fan of ours? To hear you. To hear you get to interact oh, to, with a listener. No, it with was awesome. Yeah. Like I said, it was an amazing experience. Even if you do call him a freak, which is a really rude thing to say. <laughs> Ryan, again, I think that you're great, so I don't know what his problem is. But, yeah, even though he thinks you're a freak, I, I think it's great, though, that you guys got to hang out. It was uh, it, it was really awesome. And like I said, pleasant and wonderful and, uh, and, and, and cool. And I would totally li- meet any other listeners that pass through the Chicagoland area. Hit us up at, at unqualifiedpodcast.gmail.com. I told him he has to come see you in Venice. I know it makes a lot more sense to drive through Chicago because that's like the gateway to everything else in the Midwest. But if you ever do find yourself in Minnesota, you can hit me up too. There's not much up here. I love it up here, but there's, there's not much up here. There's not a reason to drive through Minnesota typically. Are you talking about your head? There's not a... When you say there's not much up here, are you talking about your head? No, I'm talking about Minnesota. I'm definitely talking about Minnesota. I think I'm talking about Minnesota. But yeah, there's not a lot of reason to drive up through Minnesota. Right. Or my head. Right. Or Minnesota. So you don't in any way... Think that Ryan's a freak? No, I think he's great. <laughs> I think so he's. Much. I think he's great. I uh, hate you just so much right now. I just don't think it's a very nice thing to say about him. I think, that, but you know what? It's it's all right. I'm really glad you got to meet him. I think 
I think I sh- <sighs> I should have gotten to beat him. But um, I was trying to discuss American society and how geek <laughs> culture is so stereotyped for being a social and awkward that it even left me somewhere in the back of my head with some weird lingering expectation of something strange occurring that so afterwards this, I, mean, I... We're we're going down kind of a tangent here, which is fine because that's what the show's about. But do you really think that's true as much anymore? I feel like I feel like in terms of like geek culture, like like the geeks are winning, right? Have you watched Big Bang Theory? Yeah, that show's awful. Look, no. Yeah, it's literally a major sitcom on a network about how awkward nerds no, are. No, but look at but that. Like the joke is them. Do That's you the do, joke? Did you ever watch Saved by the Bell? Yeah, Screech. Okay. Do you? Well, sh- sure, Screech. But do you remember the stereotypical nerds in that show? Yeah. Like, like that version of the nerd doesn't exist anymore, right? Because that version of the nerd was was like never existed. That was never a real thing. Um. The Big Bag Theory is closer to what some real people are like, but it's still probably a little a little over the top. But my point is that in in like popular culture now, you look at things like Comic-Con, which draws millions and millions of people. And it's a convention that was originally based off of comic books, right? Like the the tentacles or tendrils of geekdom and nerddom culture are kind of pervasive now all over everything and i feel like there's a lot more opportunity so away from entertainment for a second let's take a look at like the big news in in technology right stuff like self-driving cars uh stuff like vr headsets like that kind of stuff that is all within the realm of geekdom and nerddom and that is all like popular culture all what the zeitgeist all what the hubbub is about right now so i feel like they're like it is becoming more commonplace in regular culture i feel like the the saved by the bell nerds like we are light years ahead of that now in terms of the way that we are viewed as it within popular culture i completely agree with that assessment i think we're we are way ahead but I feel like I am left with this lingering negative stereotype that I will never be able to shake. And also I see on the internet people generally describing, I mean, trolls as gamers with no life yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And like I I'm, said, I didn't expect any of these things from Ryan because I already knew he's a cool guy. But but it is weird that you think he was so awful. Can <laughs> I kill you? Uh, so in the back of my head, just afterwards, uh, and it was an after the moment thing. Like I was, it was actually the highlight of my week because it was actually after I found out that I that I didn't land this part, uh, and I was I was kind of upset. And I but and I, I remember saying to myself, "Okay, well, I'm grabbing lunch with Ryan tomorrow. That's going to be really awesome. It'll be really fun. I'm looking forward to meeting him, and and that'll be cool." So it was the highlight of my week, legitimately last week, and. Um, and yeah, I went into it, like wasn't really nervous because I meet people, that's what I do, and, and neither was he, it seemed, and, and we just kind of hung out and met up, and it was a jolly good time. We laughed and drank lots of amounts of dew, which is what people do, and it was wonderful. And then just after, when I was sitting there, I something I just had this just fleeting thought of like, wow, why did, why was there some part of me that like didn't expect that to be normal, that I hadn't thought about consciously? I don't know. Clearly, you cannot relate to me or anyone you should maybe spend some time in the real world 
with real people meeting John. meeting strangers i think that, that's what you that i do. that i hate which is what you said you're the kind of guy you're the kind of guy that doesn't know what locker room talk sounds like okay let's just let's just bring it back around gotcha i hope you got a lot of locker room talk done uh on your lunch and i think I it is locker room talk every lunch i think it is really cool that you got to have lunch with him i would love to interact with our fans more all all uh all of our best fan that we have um uh, ryan i would love to interact with you more as our only fan is what i'm trying to say (laughs) um but no i would it would be fun to interact with our fans more uh in some capacity and you know i that's something i've always kind of wanted to explore down the road yeah in the past i i have actually been motivated to create like an email list I've thought about relaunching our website to make it easier for listeners to to engage with us. Right. But limited resources, man. No, I 100%. Not to mention we're not getting paid for this. Yeah, we don't. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, please email us at unqualifiedpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find contact information on our website at gamelifebalance.us. Are you saying this is the time of the show where we close it down? Where we talk? No, I'm saying I want money for free. But it's not for free. For producing. It's, produce, for producing. it's producing. It's for producing. And hosting. Right. Producing. Well, I'm going to close it down anyway. You're going to close it down with some locker room talk? With some locker room talk. Some locker room talk about the Gunna Geek Network. Have you heard about this? Oh, yeah. I am going to grab room the Gunna Geek Network me. right grab that Gunna Geek by Network. the Excel spreadsheet that tells me all about the various shows on the Gunna Geek Network over the past few weeks. So, the Gunna Geek Network, we're a member of this. Uh, you can hear it in our... It's in our intro, right? It's in our intro. It's also in our outro. It's in all of the O's. I don't think it's in our intro. Can you explain this? It's not in our intro. Okay. But anyway, we're a member of the Gunna Geek Network. Uh, it's a network of podcasts about all sorts of different uh, nerdy and geeky things. Uh, some of them are as specific as a individual show about uh, Game of Thrones. Some of them are as general as, this is the news for all of geekdom, all of nerddom. Um, so, just to give you some examples of what you can find on our network, um, on the show All Things Good and Nerdy, they just recently did All Things Good and Nerdy number 230, Naki Watch 2016. Naki's running a marathon, and the, by the way, good luck on that, uh, Naki, if you haven't run that yet, because that's... I think she already ran it. She would have run it last Sunday. That is an impressive thing, then, if you did. I hope it went well for you. That is awesome. Anyway, Naki is running a marathon, and the rest of the crew are slackers who, who, uh, who just podcast. While Naki is running, Chris, uh, Chris has news on the merging of the Arrow and Supergirl universes. Anthony geeks over Luke Cage, and Willie gives all the information on the arrest of PSN and Xbox Live hackers. The show wraps up with a brief rundown of New York Comic Con news. Sounds interesting. Then a game life balance you. Oh, no, I probably that's shouldn't podcast. read a promo. For probably don't need to that's our that. podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, in defense of, in defense of, that's a good one. Episode twenty-seven is popular for a reason. Joined this time by musician, cosplayer, and convention personality Cat Smith. Cat Sith. Cat Smith. It's it's Kat's. it's not the Final Fantasy VII character is actually pronounced Kachif. Kachif. Okay. Uh, by by and convention personality Kachif. We discuss the nature of pop culture trends and why it's okay to enjoy them, no matter what the naysayers may naysay. I listened to that one. They're talking about the popularity of pumpkin spice lattes. I among, freaking love pumpkin spice lattes. Among other things, they also say that the word basic is sexist and marginalizes women. Because I am a 22-year-old white woman, so I love pumpkin spice lattes. See, that sexist right there, that would not be approved of on In Defense Of. 
you sexist. Good thing I'm not on that show. That locker room talk. That was, that was locker room talk right there. Cannot believe how much locker room talk is, is going on. I want you to grab this outro right by... I'll grab it. I'll grab it. Yeah, exactly. By that. Um, no, it was a good episode, though. I like... And they also talk about some Doctor Who stuff and other things, which is cool. So, yeah, that's uh, that was a... Or no, they don't. I was I was looking at Caliphate Public Radio. But no, in defense of did, did some stuff. One more thing before we uh, we really wrap up the show. Did you know Black Mirror is coming back with more episodes? I watched the third episode I just last night. wait. That show is so good. I've only seen two episodes, the first one, and last night we watched the third one. That's so funny you mentioned that. Yeah, it's coming back. The The second season of it is coming out. I think they're doing six episodes, Netflix uh, exclusive. Um, and it's, it is a show that Casey and I can only watch one episode of, of, a t- of at a time because it is dark. It's dark. It's like dark in a way. It's dark and dystopian in a way that like no other show I think that I've ever watched is. Um, it's like the the darkest Twilight Zone episodes, mm-hmm. and then it's darker than that, and, uh, and so it's not something that we find ourselves able to watch multiple episodes of in a row because it just kind of doesn't make you feel good about yourself or about life in general or about humanity. Uh, so we we but man, we love that show. It's a great show. Yeah, I, I want to watch more of it. Yep. And um, I just thought I'd give a PSA because it's a, it's coming back in like a week. I did not know that. I'll have to talk yep. to my girl about that, and we'll do yep. some Black Mirror watching. Hey, also, listener, let us know how you like this new format thing that we're doing, where we kind of talk about our little bit of lifey things before we get into story time. Uh, you can email us. Uh, I've mentioned our email address a couple times. Or tweet at producer Cody, is me, or tweet at John at each play game. And I'm on Twitter basically all the time. I'm becoming something of a Twitter celebrity. Huffington Post comedy retweeted me today, randomly. Wow! I know 270 some thousand followers. That's impressive. That's when you know you've. That's when you know you've made it. It's one of the one of the ways. But um, yeah, I'm curious. You know, we don't get a lot of feedback from from listeners on on what they think of the of the show, uh, especially now that John has made Ryan hate me. Uh, actually, oh, he did have one really, uh, really interesting, I thought, piece of feedback for the show. He said he, he, like I said, he's listened, he found our Risk of Rain episode, listened to episode one, listened to all of our Unqualified Gamers run, and then now he's listening to this podcast. But he said that it would be better without you. So. I've heard that criticism. Yeah. I've always, I thought that we could maybe talk about instituting something along those lines over the next maybe like 350 episodes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just wanted to pass that along. I mean, pretty much all we talked about at lunch was how he wishes he could just listen to my half of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So okay, and never have to look at your face again. Yeah, over the next three hundred and fifty episodes, we'll talk about that. Okay. Well, in the meantime, thank you for listening to the Game Life Balance U.S. podcast, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. And you can leave us a review if you really want to make our day, especially John's. He... I need things to make my day. Loves... Please, please, please make my day. He... Because I'm not giving him any positive reinforcement. No, he does not. Whatsoever. You can find our podcast on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com or on the official podcast network of WGN Radio at wgmplus.com. And you can also learn more about Game Life Balance, including contact information for our sister show in Australia and links to all their stuff at gamelifebalance.us. They do have a new episode, and Rob is, or AC is back, which I'm, I'm a big fan of. It's really great. Everything's great. Sweet. Did you watch the debate? I did. God, why? Did you want to grab that debate? I wanted to grab the debate.
bowling ball. 